welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. Well, today I've got a couple of things I'm going to talk to you about. Um, ladies, stay tuned because toward the end of this episode, we're going to talk about boobs and more importantly, sports bras. Okay. I know I can't talk about this with Hundo because Hundo doesn't wear a sports bra, at least not that I'm aware of. Um, but this is something that's confounded me. And, um, yeah, so stay tuned, ladies, don't tune out boys. You can just go away toward the end. Okay. And I'll, I'll give you a, a little heads up when it's time to go away. Unless you're some sort of pervert. <laughs> anyway, so I've got two things on, on the agenda before I get to the topic of sports bras. Um, first of all, um, grinding it out. Oh my God. Let me tell you, summer running is just something that always breaks me. I always beat myself up. I mean, year after year after year, I'm just like, Oh my God, I suck. This is horrible. What am I going to do? You know, I, I, you know, can't move worth a damn, you know, Oh, you know, and I it's like, you know, giant self-flagellation time. Yay. Not really. Um, you know, and I sit there, I mean, I can remember years ago when I used to live, um, in uh, the Valley and I'd be running at McAllen and I'd see all these people, you know, whizzing by on their road bikes thinking, why in the world am I not on my road bike? And instead I'm out here slogging it out on, you know, second street trail or bicentennial or whatever the hell it was that, you know, we ran on. <sighs> But I have to tell you that in the last couple of, well, actually, really, it started last week. I mean, I think it's just this push and push and push. And finally, you get to this point where it's like, okay, I've got to do this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how slow I am, how fast I am, whatever. I mean, obviously, I don't want to be much slower. But anyway, I um, did a pretty much a six day streak last week. I did just kind of walk yesterday. So, um, and I'm trying, and again, for those of you that aren't familiar with this podcast or what I'm up to here, um, I'm trying to complete the great virtual race across Tennessee, which began, um, May 1st. And I have to tell you, I kind of squandered some of that first month time because you have until August 31st to log, um, I think it's like 640 some miles, which I don't know how it ended up being that many because I, in my mind, I thought, okay, a thousand K, you multiply 62 times a hundred, I think, I don't know, I can't do math. And I just figured it was 620 miles. Oh no, yesterday I discovered or the day before it's like 640 something. And I'm like, oh God, I'm, a, I'm really in trouble. Um, so <laughs> yeah. So last week I kind of, did the math and and figured that I need to start doing a minimum of five or six miles a day. And that doesn't even account for, uh, my races that are going to be coming up. So I've got a handful of races coming up in the next month or so, um, which will add a lot of miles. In fact, the first one is going to be on Saturday evening, um, at Pedernales Falls, um, or Pedernales. God, I just read this article, uh, early this morning in the express news where they were pronouncing, as you may know, I, I have trouble pronouncing places in Texas because there's like particular ways of pronouncing them that don't make any sense. And it's spelled Pedernales, you know, which is kind of a Spanish word for, um, I think Flint rock or something like that. 
but up here or around here, they call it pertinalis, which doesn't make any damn sense whatsoever. So I don't know what the deal is. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. But anyway, so <laughs> nonetheless, I'm heading up there on uh, Saturday. Um, going to be working the packet pickup for a little while. And then I'm, I think I signed myself up. I moved my start time up a couple hours because I'm a masochist. Um, and it just because I really wanted to have some more daylight. Um, so I'm going to start like around five-ish, um, between five and six. And um, it'll probably take me a good six-ish hours to get done with that thing uh, if I'm lucky. And I'm not DNFing this thing because I'm, as you may know from listening to this, um, you know, in the past, DNF at Petronalis is usually sort of my fate. And I think it's because I'm not used to the, um, the heat and the humidity or acclimated to it yet. And so that brings up my strategy of, you know, running every single day, which I've been doing, um, started last Monday and, um, you know, today I went out and I ran five this morning and it was <laughs> so stupid. I think it was like around 11. I know I just was sort of poking around, not really sure what to do with myself, but anyway, I, uh, yeah, anyway, I got, I got over to my little greenway trail, which is really nice because it's shaded at least. So, and it was pretty cloudy, uh, very humid, 93% humidity. And the feels like temperature was a hundred. Yeah. So anyway, but I, um, oh yeah. Another thing I decided to keep the on shoes. Remember I was saying a couple of weeks ago that I was like, those things are going back. I don't like them, but it's like the more I wear them, the more I, I kind of enjoy the the different feeling of running in those, they have a little bit more arch support than say my, uh, Saucony Canvaras. And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking them now. And I thought, you know, I spent so much money on these stupid things. I better, you know, <laughs> I, I was kind of embarrassed just to bring them back. So it's just kind of like, all right, we'll, we'll just tough it out. But really I'm starting to like them. And, um, I think they're called the cloud venture. I don't know. I'm probably making, I'm probably blending names of shoes together. Um, but anyway, it's one of the cloud shoes and, um, it's really nice. I mean, they're not cheap. They're like about 140 bucks a pair. So, you know, <laughs> spend wisely people. Um, but anyway, yeah. So this morning I went out and here's the thing, like I will run, I was doing the interval thing and then I just kind of got very discouraged by my pace. And I just felt like I was just not getting very far with this interval thing. And, um, so I just decided to kind of go by feel, which is what I've been, what I've done over the years. And I can't say that, you know, doing the, uh, walk run thing or the, um, you know, Jeff Galloway method that I talked about a couple of weeks ago is not a good idea. Cause I think it is. Um, I, it's just not for me. I'm just not really sure that I get it. And, um, I don't know. I just haven't really, I don't really enjoy it. And so, I, I'm trying, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to run more than I walk. And so I think by forcing myself to take these walk breaks, I just feel like I'm just kind of succumbing. And so I, uh, yeah, so I've just been going by feel and to be honest, my pace has gotten a little faster and I feel like I'm not dying out there. I mean, I mean, I, I did five today cause I knew I had to teach my um, summer school class, uh, at 1230. And so I knew I didn't have a lot of time Actually, I think I started at 10:30, so never mind. Anyway, doesn't matter. But I went out and I banged out five or grinded out five. And you know, it's funny because at first I thought, oh, your legs are gonna start hurting. It's gonna suck. <laughs> you know what? I kind of look forward to getting up and banging out a few miles every single day. 
and um, it's not so bad and it's kind of enjoyable. And, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, it's kind of how it was several years ago when I was training for my first 50 miler and, you know, we'd be out there grind, grinding out miles and in the heat and humidity and sometimes dragging a tire. Um, and I'm also finding that I don't have to run, you know, straight away all the time. I can do run walk. And I'm finding at least after today, you know, maybe tomorrow will be different that I'm walking less and I'm running more. I mean, again, we're, we're talking about the difference between like a 14 ish, 14 ish mile and a 13 ish mile. Okay. Which is hilarious because, you know, years ago when I used to run on pavement, I used to be able to you know, do 10 and a half without a problem at all. Um, that those days are gone. And plus there's some elevation here. So, Hey, um, although we do not have the dew point, or as I used to joke, jokingly refer to it as the don't point, uh, in the Valley. Um, but it's still pretty darn humid up here. Um, but anyway, I highly recommend just getting your butt out of your comfort zone and grinding. I mean, really, and just not worry about it, get the miles done because that's the thing. It's like, I, I just know that at the end of the day, I have to log X number of miles or I'm in trouble, you know, or I'm not going to get that buckle and I'm not going to not get the buckle. And I think this is definitely preparing me for not only the summer races, although I'm not running on trail. So I know that <laughs> that's going to be another wrinkle. Um, but also, you know, for the fall and, and there's like something that magic, something magical happens in the fall when you start doing your training runs, you know, once we get our first cold front, which is usually end of October or so, um, all that grinding and sweating and feeling like death starts to evaporate. It starts to actually feel better. And, um, so I was like, okay, it's kind of, I feel a little encouraged. I, I do. I feel kind of like, wow, maybe I can do this. And, uh, yeah. And, and it's been kind of nice. I, like I say, I look forward to it. Um, <laughs> problem is I'm going through a lot of, uh, you know, sport clothing, which hence the sports bra conversation coming up. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about very briefly is, uh, how in the world do you manage yourself when running in heat? Okay. I know some of you who, you know, may live in the Midwest or, you know, places up North and you're not used to these, oh, I don't know, 75, 77 degree dew points don't points, um, that are just, I mean, it's, 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 it's a oppressive is a nice word for it. Um, yeah, I mean, you just, there's just no way to get around it. And Hundo and I are going to, we're going to talk next Sunday, but we'll probably say, I'll probably save that episode for a week. But anyway, um, but we're going to talk about socks and shoes. And, uh, I can tell you that he and I are both really heavy sweaters and, um, I mean, there's times when we're sitting there wringing out our socks, you know, after a 20 miler, which I haven't really done a 20 miler in quite some time, but, uh, well, yeah, we'll see how it goes this weekend. Cause I'm supposed to do what? Ooh, close to 19. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, let's not think about it. Just one mile at a time. Just go aid station, aid station. But how do you do, how do you deal with that? Okay. So couple of things, um, I think are really important. Uh, you know, first of all, you know, make sure you carry enough hydration. Um, I have to admit, I have this really 
Botho Nathan uh, vest that I got a few months ago, and I love it. It's really great. But I'll tell you what, running on pavement in that damn thing, oh, I just feel like I've just got like, you know, an extra 10 pounds on me or something, and it's just not fun. I don't enjoy it. And so most of the time I'm just sort of... <laughs> Uh, winging it with a, uh, you know, handheld or, you know, and stopping at water fountains and whatnot. Um, also, uh, there's, there are a number of products that you can use to uh, help with your electrolyte intake, because this is, you can't just do a race, uh, especially if it's, you know, longer than a 10K with just water. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, there may be people out there, you know, who can do that. I mean, I know Coach Basilio Mendoza, I'm so sorry. I've got like, the worst allergies again. Um, yeah, I think I'm allergic to grass cause I ran, they were cutting grass this morning at my park. And so now I'm, I've been sneezing and blowing my nose all day and I sound like I'm congested, which I sort of am. Um, anyway, but yeah, coach Basilio and he and his, you know, cross country kids, you know, they can go out there and they can, you know, bang out all these miles. Of course they're fast. Um, and they don't really carry water. You know, here's the thing. When you're a slow person like me, uh, you're going to need that hydration because you're out there a lot longer, okay? Um, that doesn't mean that that's a weakness. Um, there's a few things that I like. I, I really like Gatorade a lot. Um, I know that's sort of the old standby, you know, and uh, yeah, Gatorade's great. Um, I also have discovered Powerade, and that's not too bad either. Um, you know, the thing is, though, is you got to mix, you got to, you got to have both water and the other electrolyte drink because. In my experience, you can't really do just, I know there's, there's this product called Tailwind that I love and they're like, it's all you need all day. But I've seen people at trail races where they show up at the aid station and they're just doing Tailwind and their hands are like swollen up like balloons because they're not taking in enough water. And so, uh, yeah, and, and, and they don't feel very good either. So. Uh, that is not a knock against Tailwind. Maybe I don't understand how it's how you're supposed to use it. I don't know. I mean, we're all an experiment of one, right? Anyway, the um, so personally, when I use Tailwind, I like to use personally. I also like the naked flavor, which is no flavor whatsoever. But you can kind of tell that there's something in there because it's got a little zing to it, like a little, you know, sodium, you know, electrolytes or whatever in there, and. Um, it feels kind of good and it, and it has some calories. I generally, because my bottles tend to you know be a little smaller than, you know, the, what the big boys carry. Um, I only use like a half of a, um, serving. So like a hundred calorie serving, um, and then also carry water. I think that's really important. Um, this other thing I discovered this weekend, um, is this stuff you can get at Walgreens for heaven's sakes. It's called liquid IV. And it's, uh, it's got cane sugar in it, so I'm not really sure how to feel about that. But I, I did try it out on a six-miler, um, I think, Friday. And uh, it was kind of nice. It felt pretty good. you know. So, And it had a really tangy lemon-lime flavor. So um, I don't know. I mean, I still haven't really, you know, landed upon the one, you know, magic bullet for me anyway. Um, oh, my God. And then years ago, oh, God, this makes my stomach lurch thinking about it. We used to do this stuff by, um, oh God, the company that makes heat. I can't think of what they're called. Uh, Hammer. And it was called Perpetuum. And it was this nasty. <laughs> but we all swore by it because we didn't know any better. And there really wasn't much else out there. But it was like this nasty. 
kind of white powder that you mix in with water and it was supposed to, you know, give you calories, yada, yada, you know, and all that. Problem is, is it would just give your stomach like, you know, really bad diarrhea afterwards. So eh, not a great thing. So I don't know, but we've kind of evolved past that. <laughs> so um, the other thing I really recommend is to um, ice your bottles, you know, get, I, you know, do not, and I'm sorry, don't get those daggone Solomon bottles, okay? The, you can't get a cube of ice in there. You can't get anything in there other than, you know, some water or whatever. Um, yeah, stay away from that. Get something that's got like a pretty decent wide mouth on it because otherwise aid station workers, such as myself, um, are going to really have a devil of a time getting ice into your bottle when you are dying and wanting water. Um, also, pro tip, do not, and I repeat, do not ever remove your shirt or uh, hat or whatever and swirl it in a cooler of water and ice, okay? Don't do it. You're disgusting if you do, okay? I just happened to be in on an email at a <clears throat> a summer race that I won't talk about uh, or go into much particulars on um, uh, several years ago. Uh, but yeah, apparently somebody had, you know, taken their shirt off and then just sort of dunked it in this thing that was supposed to be ice water for everybody. But guess what? They had to like decontaminate it and then repurpose it. <laughs> and I think they've since gotten these things um if they offer it to you, do it. Um, they have sponges now uh, at, at aid stations full of uh, ice water and they will, you know, spray it on you or, you know, squirt it on you or whatever. Um, take advantage of that. Okay. That's important. Um, staying cool and wet is really important. Okay. Um, I prefer performance fabric stuff that wicks really fast because I do sweat like a dog and, you know, that's me. Although I have read that there are some elite athletes that, um, are really into, um, wearing cotton because it does, you know, it gets wet and it stays wet, but I don't know. I just <laughs> haven't gotten past that idea of just sort of, you know, carrying around a, you know, a 10 pound, you know, sodden shirt. I don't know. That's just me. But again, who knows what may work for one person doesn't work for everyone, but these are my suggestions. Um, also, uh, ladies, speaking of sports bras, uh, make sure you get some ice down your sports bra. Oh yeah. That feels good from one aid station to the next. Just trust me on this. Okay. Um, and anyone who wears a hat, I also recommend filling up your cap with ice, throwing it on your head and just letting it melt until you get to the next aid station. I'm telling you, this is tried and true in my experience and it's magic. Okay. So, that's my hot weather tips. Oh, also make sure you carry a towel of some sort. Cause I don't know. I just, I sweat. Like I said, I, I just, I'm a terrible sweater. Um, and you know, also make sure that you are taking salt tabs. If you're not doing, you know, some electro electrolyte drink or something. Um, because otherwise you're going to feel like crap. You're going to bonk. Okay. Um, I was like, Oh yeah. And, and I, I do have this really sweet hat that I got as uh, swag uh, at the Texas trail running festival a couple of years ago. It was a head sweats uh, hat. Love it. Problem is it's starting to fall apart. Uh, they make pretty good stuff. Um, but if you can maybe carry like a little towel or something um, to wipe the sweat out of your eyes. Um, I have a big problem with that too. So again, 
not not everyone sweats like I do, but I you know I don't know why I don't know you know I'm not sure you know if it's an ethnic thing or what, but uh, <laughs> I just know that my friends in the valley used to laugh at me when we would go running and I would look like I fell in a river by you know mile two. Anyway, all right, so guys, this is the time when you can tune out if you so choose, because um, for the next five minutes or so, I'm going to talk about finding that perfect sports bra, okay? So here's the thing. I, uh, oh God, this is so embarrassing. Okay, so I don't, <laughs> I don't like my boobs to be like, front and center when I'm running a race. It's like, I kind of want to smush those suckers down and just kind of keep them in place, keep it flat or as flat as I can. I know this is weird. Um, you know, I happen to be smallish, but for some reason, you know, the, the, the cups tend to run larger, um, than some average folks. Okay. I'm trying to be discreet here. Um, and so it's been really hard over the years to try to find, you know, the, the holy grail of sports bras. So about four years ago, uh, a brand called Lucy that sadly uh, went out of business not too long after I first moved up here. And um, they had this high-necked uh, compression bra um, that, you know, it was like a racer back or whatever. It was sort of a bitch to get over. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sort of a bitch to get over your head and, you know situated, but boy, oh boy, that thing did compression and it looked good. And, you know, I don't want my cleavage showing people. I just, you know, I, I'm very modest about that. Okay. Um, I'm not one of these chicks that wants to, you know, flaunt my boobs. Okay. So I just want to kind of, you know, lock them down and go. And, um, <laughs> so I probably have five or six of these. Cause I mean, they, when they were starting to go on a business, uh, they had a shop in San Antonio. And so I was over there buying up, you know, as many as I could. And, you know, in every doggone color design they had problem is, is they just don't exist anymore. And so they were bought by North face, but North face doesn't really make that particular style of bra any longer, uh, which is a real problem um, for me anyway. Um, I just, you know, like I say, I just kind of like it locked down, baby. Um, I've tried, there's, there's a brand called She Fit that's, um, and, and the ads are very enticing. I mean, you know, they, they show these women of all different shapes and sizes, you know, and they're just sort of like, whoop, you know, they like Velcro the, the bottom part, you know, and they Velcro that and snap it. And then they zip up the front and, you know, kind of give everything a little hoist and everything's groovy. Well, I bought two of these because I was very enthusiastic about them and hated them. First of all, they don't go on very well. Secondly, the zipper part, I hate front zip bras. Front zip bras are just not for me because um, I can never get the zipper to work. It's sort of like how I am when I try to un unscrew a lid off of a water bottle or a Gatorade thing um, when I'm all sweaty. I don't know. I just don't have that gene or something. I don't know. But anyway, so actually I just sold a couple of those that I'd worn like once on eBay. So it's just been like this, you know, holy grail of trying to find, you know, something. Cause it's like, you know, okay, Hey man, you know, I've had these for about four years, five years It's like, Ooh, probably time to retire them. You know, I mean, even though they don't smell bad or, you know, I mean, I wash them all the time and, um, 
you know, the, the elastic and everything seems to be holding up okay. But, you know, it's just like sometimes you just kind of feel like, wow, I probably should invest in some new stuff here. And, um, yeah, so actually I'm currently, and I still haven't found anything yet, I'm, I've been looking at, like, Athleta and Title Nine and, um, yeah, some of the other popular brands of sports bras just to see if I can find something and, you know, for me, what really works is something that is um, high necked. Okay. Again, I don't like my cleavage hanging out. I like racer backs. I don't like those things with the hooks. You know, you can keep that for the, you know, everyday stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, and I just want it to be, you know, a nice looking compression bra. So that's, that's all I want people. Is that asking too much? Ooh. Anyway, I'm about to sneeze again. Oh, try not to. Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, if I find out what the Holy Grail of uh, bras or, you know, the current stock of bras are, I will let you know, but I've been batting out, man. It's not been good. I've been, you know, trying different stuff. And then again, I end up, you know, trying it on and it's like, Ugh. I either send it back or I, you know, try to sell it on eBay or something, you know, cause it's like, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I even tried a North face one and it, it was like weird because it was a pullover one, but it was kind of baggy or something. And so I just didn't feel like it had any support. And so I was like, well, what good is this? You know, so there was no adjustment available. So not that I necessarily need adjustment, but these Lucy bras are just the best. And so if I can find a photo of one, I'll probably use that as the uh, episode art. <laughs> Sorry guys. Um, anyway, I think that's all I've got for now. <laughs> what a weird episode. I'll see you next time.